Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Brandon Kylie. Right now, we're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by our friend, the former Blues defenseman and the co-host of First Up on TSN 1050's weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern up in Toronto. He's Carlo Koliakovo joining us here on the show. Carlo, we appreciate the time as always, man. How you doing today? I am doing amazing today. I've got a golf round planned. It's sunny. It's beautiful outside here it just seems like the summer is just around the corner so thanks for asking and great to be joining you guys golf outing already scheduled is this the first is this the first official one of the year carlo or have you already had a couple no no i've had more than a couple right now come on <laughs> i mean it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't been warm enough to, to, to to actually feel good about saying that, but I grind it out. Oh, I grind see, it. yeah, there's a difference between you've been out there, but you haven't enjoyed it because it's freezing out there. Now it's the weather's worth it being out there. Well, I mean, if you're watching the PGA Championship right now, it's the perfect example of what type of weather we're facing here on the East Coast where, I mean, these guys are out there. They had a frost delay this morning. It's huh. middle of May. Like, what's <laughs> going on here, man? Come Sounds on. like St. Louis. <laughs> Yeah, and it'll go from like 40 degrees to 150 degrees (laughs) within the course of a two-week stretch. So we're looking forward to that. Carlo, we wanted to have you on because I'm sure what you guys have spent a vast majority of your time on on your show over the last few days since the uh, Maple Leafs were eliminated from the postseason is, well, what the hell do they do now? Uh, because their their yeah. general manager came out and said, hey, listen, the team that uh, we're watching right now with the Florida Panthers, they made a big move in the offseason and it clearly sent them in the right path. And maybe that's something that is necessary for the Toronto Maple Leafs. When you look towards their offseason, specifically with those core four forwards with Matthews, Tavares, yeah. Marner and Nylander, what do you expect to happen this offseason with Toronto? You know what, boys? It's a really tricky question to answer today because there's so many things that have to fall in place before you can get to that point. Uh, one, you got to know who the general manager is. Um, I believe Dubis is going to be the guy. I believe David Dubis deserves to be the guy just because I believe he's evolved as a GM and he's done a really, really good job year after year of assembling a team that's been one of the top five teams in the NHL and really giving itself the best chance come playoff time to have success. Then once that person's in place, um, who the coach of this team is going to be? I'm a strong advocate for Sheldon Keefe. I think he's a really good coach. I think Sheldon Keefe's done a really good job at coaching the group. But at the end of the day, the coach can't put on the skates and can't go on the ice to play. So the next solution is, you know, if you look at the, the last couple of years, the Maple Leafs have bowed out in the playoffs. It'd be one thing if every year was a different story as to how they lost, but it continues to be the same story as to how they lose, and it's their best players that they continue to count on. 
that come up short in big in in the, in the big games and the big times when the team needs them the most. And you see the difference of when those guys contribute and when they when they factor in. You know, that's a that's a group of four players that had 41 points in the first round against Tampa Bay and helped the Maple Leafs win a playoff round for the first time in 19 years. Mm-hmm. And most people would would credit that as 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 a successful season. And it, and I do too because. When you haven't gotten to a place you haven't gone to, it should be considered a, a success. But it just it the way they lost in the second round. I've always said this. People have always asked me, you know, what changes the Maple Leafs are going to make, and I said it's not going to be if they lose; it's going to be how they lose. Mm. And because of how they lost to the Florida Panthers, it really has to make you question about the players this team continues to trust and whether or not. And this is no shot on them because they're really good players. I think any team would love to have them, but the combination of those four together. Have repeatedly shown that they're just not capable of getting the job done together as assembled. So that would be the only thing that I would focus on with this group. I don't think you need to make big changes with the general manager. I don't think you need to make big changes with the coach. I think if you can tinker with the four, the core group. And look, the NHL, as we know it, every year is a copycat league. You know, when Colorado wins the cup, everybody looks at the additions they made to the down and tries to, tries to emulate, you know, their their model of, of success. Well, this year, the Florida Panthers are the team that a lot of people are going to look at to try to copycat because of the big move they made to shake up their core and the benefits that it's been able or you know, the benefits they've been able to reap from a guy like Matthew Kachuk replacing Jonathan Huberto right now playing in the Eastern Conference Final. Well, and Carlo, that's why I find this conversation so intriguing because what Calgary and Florida did was Calgary acquired a player that had a best season, a hundred point season in Huberdeau and a top caliber mm. defenseman for mm. Matthew Kachuk, who they knew that they were probably going to lose And in Toronto's way, whether it's William Nylander or Mitch Marner, I find St. Louis to be an intriguing match if they could pull it off. Now, I don't know if Toronto would even be interested in this. That's where you come in. But if Mitch Marner yeah. were to be available, St. Louis could look at that and say, we could do kind of what Florida and Calgary did, where we flip somebody who had a great year, like a Jordan Cairo and bring somebody in Mm -hmm. who might need to change the scenery. Look at this point, I think every option is on the table. Um, I think it'd be foolish to, um, you know, to recognize or at least to not entertain any offer that could be available. I think that's the job of the GM. And I think that's going to be, the, the strategy this offseason is, you know, I don't think you can sit there and just point to one guy and say, this is the guy we have to remove from this group. And I think there's one guy you can easily say won't be moved, and that's John Tavares, just because his contract doesn't allow him to move. But I think if you look at any of Nylander, Marner, and I'm going to even throw the name Austin Matthews in, wow. into this mix because, I mean, as much as Austin Matthews said that he wants to remain in Maple Leaf, he loves it here and stuff, he's kind of holding the organization hostage right now because of the decision in regards to his contract come July 1st, where he has a no movement clause. If the Maple Leafs can't come to a contract agreement with him, that's going to make him be a Maple Leaf for the extended long term. You cannot afford to go into a season where you could potentially lose this guy for absolutely nothing. All this team has done in the last couple of years has, it has moved assets to try to keep him and the rest of the guys here together and try to build around them. And if you lose a player like that and bring nothing back in return, it can set you back so far as an organization. So 
look, I think everybody in Toronto feels the same way. They want Austin Matthews to be here. Every, you don't trade players like Austin Matthews, but as you saw with Matthew Kachuk, teams sometimes have to make tough decisions. And at some point, you need a commitment here for Matthews that if he's going to be here long-term, the organization is going to reap the benefits of it. And if that, if that can't come to an agreement, then I think you have to at least look at the idea of potentially trading him along with the other guys that are rumored to be out there like a Mitch Marner and William Miller. And look, it sucks that a team that had so much success this season, people want to sit there and say, blow it up, it doesn't work. It, it's hard to win in the NHL. You don't do that with good teams. You don't do that with good players. But clearly, with, with a lot of the things that are factoring in with the Maple Leafs, a tough decision is going to have to be made. And whatever that decision is, every decision right now starts with Austin Matthews. So depending on what they can do with him, will obviously determine who's, who the next guy out the door is going to be. Carlo Koliakovo is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Carlo, let, let's assume that they get something done with Matthews because, man, I, I mean, uh, if they ended up having to trade him, that's one of the biggest trades that we've seen in the NHL in recent memory, and that's including what we uh, saw last offseason with Matthew Kachuk. Tavares, as you said, that's a non-starter given his contract. And so then you go over to Marner and Nylander as the two most likely options that could or probably will be dealt. When you think about what the Maple Leafs would be prioritizing in such a deal, uh, let's play armchair general manager from your perspective here for a moment. What do you think they're going to be looking for? Because this is not a team that's looking for like future assets, I wouldn't think. I wouldn't think they're trying to flip it no. for like first-round picks or anything like that. Uh, what do you think they would be wanting to garner in return for trading to legitimate franchise-caliber players for another team? Well, I think the one thing they have to focus on is a team that's going to make them compete for the Stanley Cup again because they're, they're still in a Stanley, Stanley Cup window considering the players that they have and how consistently good they've been um, over the last five years with this group together. So if you're talking about the player that you could target or the player that's, that's going to be um, the, the one being shipped, it's, it's, it's whatever player they target, it has to be something different that they can bring to the group. I mean, look, we're talking about four really high-end talent, really high-skilled players, but clearly that that group together just hasn't been able to get the job done. So it's sort of like what Florida did, and that's, I think, why they reference Florida, is the fact that because you traded a Huberto, who was a Hart Trophy winner, who was a 114-point player, and you brought in a similar player like Matthew Kachuk, who's a Hart Trophy candidate this year, who put up over 100 points, but he brings something different with his play that can bring something different to the group and maybe galvanize the group to play and elevate their, their game to that same level. So, you know, that's, that's what you ultimately have to target. And I think any type of package too, when you look at the teams that are remaining in the final four, not only are they well coached, not only do they play a good, good, a good team system, but they're all, they all have very good defense. And I think for the Maple Leafs, yes, Morgan Riley elevated his game, in the, in the playoffs to uh, solidify himself as a top defenseman in this team. But this team has been lacking that stud number one defenseman. So if you can find a way to bring someone like that in to, to add to the group too, I think that would, 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 would bode well for this team moving forward. And, and the difficult thing about who to move to is, and this is why I said that Austin Matthews holds the cards, is because I believe that Austin Matthews' future with the Toronto Leafs, if he decides to stay here long-term, has to involve playing alongside a guy like Mitch Marner. So if, if a guy like Austin Matthews says, I'm going to commit here for eight years, but you better make sure my boy Mitch Marner stays here too, then how does the organization trade him? 
which ultimately leaves probably William Nylander as the guy that's the odd man out. And I, I can tell you just from my own knowledge, I know William Nylander is going to want a, a big pay raise, which is probably what he deserves. The guy scored 40 goals this year. So is the are the Maple Leafs prepared to continue down this same formula that they've shown hasn't been able to work, where you're paying your top four guys the most amount of money in your cap? I, I I wouldn't be in favor of that, and I, I don't think they should either. Because as much as they probably believed in the past, it's 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 been long enough to to to, to know and, and to identify that it just can't work. Because there's if we've learned anything as well too, just with the way the teams play, the regular season and the playoffs are com- two completely different seasons. I think that's pretty safe to say. Where the level of play you see in the regular season, there's certain teams that can have regular season success that just have a hard time replicating playoff success because of the level of play that's expected come playoff time. So if you're going to make a trade like that, you have to find a player that's going to you know, help fill some voids that you're missing, but also going to help bring something different to your group so that come playoff time, you can help elevate your game to what's, to what's needed to have success at this time of year. Carlo, we appreciate you giving us a little bit of insight into what Toronto's plans could be going into the offseason. Thanks so much for the time today, man. Good luck out there on the course. Yeah, and we'll talk with straight. you again soon. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carl.